This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian's Holiday Survival Guide. I hope you are having a good day so far. If you live in America too, this is a very special day. It is the 25th of November 2021 and it is Thanksgiving. Here in Boston, it was a beautiful day. As I mentioned, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so I didn't do very much today, but I did get out for a long walk and it was so quiet around the city. Anybody that I did see looked like they were going to a party, to a gathering of some kind. I saw some people carrying bottles of wine, cake boxes and dishes that were all wrapped up in tinfoil that they were clearly bringing along to a dinner. I even passed by one person carrying a whole big turkey and it looked like his arms were aching with the weight of this turkey. When he passed by me on the footpath, I was wheeling my new baby in the stroller and as he passed me by, he said, hey look, we both have turkeys. To be honest, I wasn't too sure what he meant by that comment. I didn't like to dwell on it too much, but I thought I would share it with you today anyway. So I hope you've had a good day overall. In today's episode, I am going to reshare an old episode of mine because it is packed full of wisdom. And the episode is all about what to do after a binge. And I'm sharing this today because I know when I struggled with binge eating, something I often did was turn to the internet with the question, what do I do after a binge? What should I do after a binge? I just did a Google search of that exact question right now before I started recording this podcast and the first couple of pages of Google answers were all incredibly steeped in diet culture all very restrictive tips about how you should get back on it straight away. Don't make this a blowout. Don't make this a binge from now until New Year's. If you are listening to my podcast for a while, I hope that you see a red flag whenever you come across advice like this. The answer to a binge is never to restrict. I know it is tempting. I know that you immediately want to plan how you're going to cut back for the next little while. But please know that that only keeps you entrenched in the binge restrict cycle. Instead of restricting, I ask you to consider some of the advice that I include in this podcast episode. So without further ado, I'm going to get straight into the repost, what should I do after a binge? All right, let's get into answering this question. What should I do after a binge? I've broken the answer down into four tips. Tip number one is the most important of all, and it is to give yourself unconditional forgiveness. And when I say unconditional, I mean unconditional. It doesn't matter what you ate, how much you ate, how quickly you ate it, or if even it was somebody else's food that you ate. You have to turn into yourself now and say to yourself, I forgive you. If this is really difficult for you, imagine what you would say if a loved one came to you and told you that they had just binged and that they felt so badly about themselves, so guilty, so ashamed. What would you say to them? Would you confirm what they think about themselves or would you say, it's okay? 
It really is okay. Binging is not the worst thing in the world that you can do. And I don't mean to say that to minimize it because I know it's important. It's also important to get some perspective on the situation. You haven't done the worst thing ever. You are allowed to forgive yourself. The general description of forgiveness is that it's a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or a group who has harmed you. It doesn't mean that you have to forget what happened. It doesn't mean that you should never think about how you can work towards a future without binging. But it does give you permission to let go of those negative feelings that you have for yourself after a binge, like guilt and shame and anger, perhaps. And you might be wondering, what is the benefit of letting go of those feelings of guilt and shame and resentment? And you may be wondering, don't I deserve to feel like that? It's important that you give yourself forgiveness after a binge, unconditional forgiveness, because many, many times binging is linked with low self-worth and low self-esteem. Having a low self-esteem means that you already have a low opinion of yourself. You feel that you are not of very high value. So when you have a binge on top of that and you're experiencing feelings of shame and guilt and resentment, that is only going to push your self-esteem even lower. By telling yourself that you forgive yourself for binging, it's a natural boost in self-esteem. It's a way of telling yourself, hey, guess what? I am only human and I do human things. And sometimes that means binge eating or eating in a way that makes me feel out of control and distressed. Binge eating is not a crime and I do not deserve this self-criticism and self-condemnation. I forgive myself. If you are imagining a life without binge eating and these episodes are really striking a chord with you, but you still don't know where to begin, you still don't know how to stop. Well, good news. My binge eating recovery program is for you. Please know that stopping binge eating is possible with the right guidance. Take it from me. I have guided many others in the same boat as you are in right now away from a chaotic relationship with eating to finally feeling calm and relaxed around food without the constant worry that the next binge is just around the corner. Now I'm bringing you the same strategy to stop binge eating, but in a format that is a fraction of the price of private coaching. From getting to grips with why you binge to adapting a new way of eating that means that you won't be second guessing every food choice anymore and you won't be starting a new plan every single Monday. You will be able to enjoy the foods that you used to binge on without binging on them anymore. Alongside the structured lessons, which by the way are a similar length to podcast episodes, so you can pop it in your ears and listen on the go. You will tailor the program to you with a 90-page workbook with all of the tools that you need. And we will troubleshoot any concerns that you have with live Q&A sessions over Zoom. You can ask me your questions live, or if you're not ready to talk openly about binge eating, that's okay, I've been there too. You can pre-submit them and catch up later. 
This expert-guided, self-paced program will enrich your relationship with food in so many ways. Go to the link in the description of this episode for immediate access to start today. I'll see you in there. Now, back to the episode. And don't forget that to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast, there is a $50 discount, which is going to be valid until November 29th. The discount code is PODCAST50. Tip number two is more of a practical one, and it is to get comfortable clothes on you as soon as possible. I want you to make it a matter of priority to Get yourself as comfortable as you possibly can. And a great place to start is with your clothes. Binge eating, by its very nature, means eating a large amount of food in quite a short period of time in a way that makes you feel out of control and has a level of distress associated with it. So by its very nature, you are not feeling very comfortable when you are binging. In fact, it's really common for a binge not to finish until you get to a point where you feel that you are about to, and this is the word that is always used when I'm talking to clients, and that word is explode. So you don't finish binge eating until you feel that you're ready to explode. And for many, that is the end point to a binge. So it's really likely that you are in a very uncomfortable state when you finish binging. Please don't make that physical discomfort worse by staying in clothes that make you feel restricted. Tight waistbands, tight jeans, really constricting underwear, those are all a no-no right now. Obviously, this is going to be easier if you are at home where you can change out of whatever you're wearing and get into some really comfortable clothes, whether that be like a tracksuit or pajamas. But binges don't just happen when you are at home. Being at work or in the car are two very common locations for a binge to happen. If you are at work or in the car, think about how you can make yourself feel just a little bit more physically comfortable. Of course, if you have colleagues there or somebody else in the car with you, this is not going to be that easy. But if you are alone and because you've just binged, something tells me that you that you are alone, I'd really recommend at least opening the top button of your jeans and pulling the zipper right down. Give your belly space to expand. This is a way, a really easy way of showing your body respect. Your belly is expanded now because you have eaten a large volume of food. It doesn't mean that you have gained weight. When your stomach is empty, it's like an uninflated balloon, a balloon that has no air in it. It's just, it's small, but it's expandable. When you eat food, that balloon, your stomach, it expands to hold that food. Your stomach is a reservoir. Its function is to hold food. So if you have just binged, show your body respect by either changing into clothes that are really, really comfortable, no tight waistbands, or if you can't change, even just open the top button of your jeans, pull the zipper down, allow your belly to expand. Tip number three, after you've given yourself unconditional forgiveness, is to ask yourself, what do you need next? And this tip is really important because even though you think that you've done something bad, 
your body still has needs and it deserves to get its needs met. Of course, everybody's needs are different after a binge, but here are some of the common ones. The first one is water. It's okay if you feel really, really thirsty after a binge. It's just because you have taken in probably some amount of sugar and maybe some amount of salt as well. And both of those can alter your homeostasis so that you need more water. Take care with drinking water now though. Only do it if you think it's going to make you feel a little bit better. If you do have that increased thirst. Drinking a ton of water right now is just going to add more volume to your stomach contents. So it may make you feel even fuller, even more bloated, and you might just feel a little bit worse than you did after the binge. So just take care with increasing water intake after a binge. Another common need after a binge is sleep. Binging can be really tiring. It can really be exhausting. And if you feel that sleep sounds good to you right now and you have the ability to do it, then go for it. Where people run into trouble here is when you feel so physically full after the binge that you can't sleep or you can't find a good position to sleep in. Don't be afraid to prop yourself up using extra pillows if you need to. And I'd recommend leaving about 30 to 45 minutes after the last thing that you've eaten, just to allow for some digestion to happen. If you lie down straight away, you may experience acid reflux or heartburn as it's commonly known. And lastly, maybe you could benefit from some gentle movement right now, maybe a walk outside. Some people find that going for a walk can feel really good to them after a binge because it helps to take them away from the situation. It helps them to detach themselves and to leave the binge behind. Of course, this is not to, quote unquote, make up for the binge. We're not trying to undo the damage here because you haven't done any any damage. I hope I've made that clear. If anything, getting some gentle movement after a binge is going to benefit your mental health more than your physical one right now. So if you can't think of anything worse than moving after you've just binge, don't worry about it. Some people find it beneficial, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. Tip number four is to fight the urge to make up for this. I know how your mind is working right now. I know that at one point you probably reached for your phone and Googled, how do I make up for a binge? How do I feel better after a binge? How do I get back on track after a binge? I know that your mind is running 90 miles an hour wanting to devise this new plan to restrict or to pull back on your food over the next few days to make up for what has happened today. And I know how tempting that sounds. And I want you to know that it's not your fault. It makes total sense why the best thing to do after a binge would be to try and make up for it and to restrict your food over the next few days. It makes logical sense, right? You've overdone it today. So over the next little while, you're going to pull back. You've heard this from me before and you've probably heard it elsewhere. But when you restrict your calories after a binge, it only helps to perpetuate the cycle. It's going to be really hard to break out of this cycle if you keep trying to make up for after a binge. If you keep planning to restrict yourself 
after you've binged. You don't even have to follow through with it. Sometimes you will just plan out how you are going to restrict, but yet you still find yourself binging in a few days time. Why is that? You haven't actually restricted. It can just be that the thoughts of restriction are enough to trigger a binge and enough to keep you in the binge restrict cycle. The best thing that you can do after a binge is to promise yourself that you are going to feed yourself delicious, tasty, satisfying foods later today, tomorrow, the next day and going forward. That those foods, the foods that you just binged on are never going to be restricted. If you need to say it out loud, say it out loud. Do whatever you have to do to drive home that message. You can do this by giving yourself full permission to have one of your favorite, tastiest, non-diet, non-super healthy meals, having it either maybe tomorrow or the next day, but putting it in the diary for in the next couple of days. If it's at the weekend that you've had your binge, why not plan a really delicious, satisfying meal for Monday evening? So when you wake up on Monday and you have a little bit of a binge hangover, your brain isn't automatically filled with dread because you know that today you are going to have to eat next to nothing because that's what you planned for yourself the day before. How do those plans actually go, by the way? Do you always stick to them? Or because you've planned to not eat much on Monday, do you in fact end up eating more? Because you have that mental restriction, you have told yourself that you are not going to eat today and that's going to cause you to have food on your mind even more. Why not plan a really delicious, satisfying meal for Monday evening? So when you wake up on Monday morning, you can say to yourself, okay, today is just another normal day. I'm going to eat my meals as I normally do on a normal Monday and later this evening I am going to have my favorite dish of whatever it is, lasagna, spaghetti bolognese, carbonara, whatever your heart desires. Again, I just want to acknowledge how hard this is and when you read advice online about how to make up for a binge or how to what to do after a binge, you probably will see that you shouldn't restrict your meals. But it is very, very difficult because as I said, it makes logical sense that that is the best thing to do. But just keep reminding yourself that is perpetuating the cycle and that it's really unlikely you will get over binge eating if you keep trying to make up for your binge. All right, so those are my four top tips. I'll just run through them again. Number one is to give yourself unconditional forgiveness for binge eating. Tip number two is to get comfortable clothes on you as soon as possible. Tip number three is to ask yourself, what does your body need next? And remember, even though you've just binged, your body does have needs and it deserves its needs to be met. And number four is to do everything that you can to fight the urge to make up for your binge by restricting. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian's Holiday Survival Guide. This was episode number four and we still have a couple more to go. So I will see you tomorrow. Until then, take care of yourself. 
If you found this podcast helpful, you are going to greatly benefit from my binge eating recovery program. No more second guessing every food choice. No more starting a new plan every Monday. No more pacing up and down your kitchen, trying to pull yourself out of a binge. Go to the link in the description of this episode for my binge eating recovery program, where you can start your binge eating recovery today.